Hello and welcome to the Mad Sounds podcast. I'm with Walker. How are you? I'm oh, alright. I. You weren't here last week. I wasn't here last week. All the week before. Well, you were actually. Oh wait, yeah, but we, we never spoke got the about that. I've, I've done that. I did an interview. Yeah, it was the Sunday. Good. It was very good. Actually, I enjoyed it. Good lads. I got another interview in December. Fair enough. Got some good. Christmas episodes coming up, and today we're doing the final part of our Halloween stuff. I know it's like well, the fifth of November. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's the fifth of November. Guy, but guy fucks yourself. Yeah, like I get it. Not yeah, yeah. Uh, Shelbury was hung, drawn, and quartered, isn't that, it? I mean, do you think he survived that? Yeah, mate. Mate, do you know how many people survived being hung, drawn, and quartered? Like none. Yeah, probably. I mean, you literally quartered. I reckon I could hack it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Do you know that in um, this is relevant Halloween? Do you know in uh, so I studied witchcraft and history, right? And I, I've got yeah, I like. I've got like books, but I, I think it's fucking fascinating. There was this girl in uh, North Berwick in like the early, early witch trials. It was like the first time it came over the country. I won't bore you too much of it, but you know, one of the torture methods they used was they wrapped a rope, like a few ropes around the head, and they all just tugged it from different angles. That's, that's fine. Because they decided that when her brain was jumbled, she'd just tell you the truth, as opposed to, you know, being fucked and just thought. Mate, they were cooking with torture methods, is all I'm saying. Like. Well, I think Nick Cave would have approved. I think he would have. And that's what we're talking about yeah. today. Murder Ballads by Nick Cave, which is the ultimate. It is a very good Halloween album. It's grotty. It's disgusting. It's horrific. Yeah, apart from the last song. Uh, yeah. Mm. I definitely think, I can imagine that when it came out, there was a few people looking at him like, do you think he's like unwell? I think he is. Mm. Well, this came out a really mad time because this was, I think it was three albums he put out in a row and it was like uh, Boatman's Call, like, you know, like Lime Tree Arbor and like uh, People They Ain't No Good and what's his big song? I don't know. Uh, Into My Arms. That album, it was like that album, this, and then another one came out, which I should know, really. One thing I like about Nick Cave is he looks like the he looks like Bobby the bartender for uh, Still Game. Yeah, fair. Um, like horrifically like him. Well, he brought out uh, Let Love In, The Boatman's Call, and then uh, Murder Ballad, which is the one we're doing today, and that's like the, one of the best three album runs ever. I uh, mean, I love Nick. It is. I absolutely love Nick Cave. I'm a I'm a big fan, and I also quite like how a lot of his music. I feel like he's not a very accessible person to listen to. No, he really does, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you know. Pictures of the yeah. Nick Batman. Cave's not very accessible. No, no, I'd, I'd even had a hard time. Yeah, no, it's, I feel like I got into, I've been into Nick Cave for years. I feel like if you're into him, it's a lot easier. Like, uh, Skeleton Key, I think, was like one of his more recent albums. I love it. Not an easy listen. No, God. Gal- uh, Ghost Teen as well is like, I mean, that's a hard listen because it's about his son that died. But like, it's not a particularly fun listen per se but it's fucking brilliant this this one that was not a fun listen I think it is I think that I want to say now I think this is actually my favourite album that I've ever done on the podcast uh, but we, I knew that going into it uh, my, my favourite album that we did on the podcast we did is like our first like third episode fourth yeah. yeah which is why we did it yeah it is uh, and as much as I want to talk about some shit albums as well this is it this is a good Halloween one I think you might as well just kind of get into it a bit. Nick Cave's an interesting guy, isn't he? Yeah. He started out in a band called uh, the, the Birthday Party. Party yeah. uh, Release the Bats is a good song. The first album, his entirety is quite good. It's kind of 
horrible sounding screechy punk music. I wish he got a better haircut. He had a cool haircut then. Yeah, then he was cool when he after? was young. What did he do after that? I don't know. He doesn't seem like a guy that cares about his appearance, does he? No, he doesn't seem like a guy who cares in general. Well, Nick Cave is like, do you know these pretentious people that like try and be dead artsy? Yeah, Nick Cave's like like that, but like deep down, like Nick Cave's just weird. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't think someone with like all their faculties could have made this album. No, hundred percent. Uh, it's, it's disturbing. Uh, he's also got a few other projects. He releases stuff on his own. He obviously the Bad Seeds. Uh, he was also he is also in a band or was like twenty ten or something called Grinder Man. They've got a song called No Pussy Blues. That's really good. Uh, and that brings us to a point. Nick Cave's quite vulgar. Oh yeah, horrifically. Uh, and I think that's the fact that this album had the success it had is merely down to that one feature, which we'll get to. But it is quite mental that this album was quite successful. I feel like this this album this album going to be a, this this episode is going to be a controversial one. Why did you not like it? No, it's just the fact that like some of what he says is such horrific shit said on yeah, this album. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've openly said I like goblins. So I think we're fine. This is I've, that I've level. Not, this is going to cancel me. This is that level, and the first song is actually more mellow than a lot of it we've I got, mean um, to an extent it is you've got songs of joy um, now I've got a hell of a lot of notes for every song here I left my notepad at I home I know you did so I will kind of talk a bit and I'll I remember the gist of what I wrote about a lot of them mm. well this is an interesting song uh, it sounds like a horror film yes uh, songs of joy is about a guy who, you know, he finds a woman, they get married, she starts, they're like so happy, and then one day she's not that happy. So they have some kids. And then uh, the way he describes it... The way he describes it is that he left the house one day to go visit a... Ill go visit friend, because a he was a doctor, which he's not mentioned before. Uh, and then when he comes back, his family are like... Massacred. Massacred. Yeah. Um... But it is basically, it very much alludes to the fact that he's the one that did it. I mean, there's details of it that he that he wouldn't know. Yeah. Unless, like... Quotes John Milton on the walls in the victim's blood. Yeah, and, and also that, and that the fact that he... Alludes um, to one of his other songs as well. It does. The, the red right hand. Yeah. Thing. He also, um, he does kind of talk about like how the police are looking for someone that's done loads of murders and it's like, well... How would he know? There's certain things like that, yeah. After, after like, telling telling the, the listener that mm-hmm. he has moved away from home... Do you know what it reminds me of? Like, actually, have you ever watched or read 1922 by Stephen King? Uh, it's the one about... So there's a, this guy and his son, he's like a proper, like, farmer, you know? He's like, how do you do, partner? Uh, and his that. wife wants to move into the city, so him and his son plan to kill her, so they kill her, and he basically spends the rest of his life trying to cover up. Or, like, he, he has covered up, but things just constantly go wrong. It's, it's a Stephen King book, though, so there's a lot of rats in it. And, like, the end of it, it's, like, interweaved with these bits where he's, like, at least in the film, where he's, like, writing this letter, which is what this so- song is like. It's like he's writing a letter, which I think is why it makes you think of it. But there's rats breaking through the walls, and like at the end of the film, they all get through and yeah, Christ, yeah. But that's what this song reminds me of. Ah, it's, it's like, interesting. I love it's it. Certainly interesting. I, I, I think it sounds like a horror film. Uh, he does this thing where he goes hit it, and then there's this like mad like 
spooky, scary piano and these like really erratic like symbols and shit, which is pretty cool. But I think that's um, sort of like it's a good intro to an album. It I is. Think he write, he wrote it that way. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, the thing is, Nick Cave's like said before, like he's got a lot of albums, right? But like he doesn't write many songs. So, like, he's never really had songs that he's not released because if he writes a song, it's deliberate. Yeah. So, like, everything he does is very intentional. Uh, the storytelling is absolutely fantastic. I think that's the thing with a lot of the songs in this album is it's mainly storytelling. But it's so good. Oh, yeah. I like that. Because it, I like I that... I wouldn't listen to any songs by themselves. Would you not? Oh, I, I used to listen to, to a few of them regularly. Yeah, you, you we'll seem get like to the it. type. We'll get to it. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the less kind of graphic songs. But oh, yeah. His delivery is very cold. If you never listen to it, Cave's got quite a distinctive voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's very deep. And he's not necessarily like a great singer, but he is like a good singer. It's it's a weird... It fits what weird. he's talking about. Yeah. And also, I really like... I just like the lyrics a lot. Uh, Was it an act of contrition or some ghastly premonition? That's nice. He just has nice words. Ah, it's just a bit disturbing. It is, it's but it's not as disturbing song. as the second song, Staggerly. This is this is where it's like I don't know if I can if I like this album. <laughs> I love Staggerly. It is a violent. It, so it's a folk song, right? Staggerly. Yeah. And this is just a particularly gory. As a lot of the songs in here are a very gory retelling of it. Oh. I think I think that's a bit of an understatement. I think this is a banger. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, every time I listen to it, the first lyrics in the song, uh, it was back in 32 and times are hard. I had a Colt 45 and a deck of cards. And it's kind of, the whole song is like a few lines and then he says, staggerly, which is quite an interesting structure as opposed to having like a chorus or something. Um, and it's kind of, we're going to talk about the lyrics, but it, it is quite horrifying, but the, the band do very well to complement it. It kind of uses this muffled, distorty horrible guitar oh it's, it's throughout rough. it's rough it is but it's really good it is I fucking love this song uh, the bridge has this like guitar sound that sounds like someone's crying and there's like you know it's a very steady song uh, instrumentally which is good because he's got a lot to say I think well, a lot of his music the music sort of is just sort of there mm. although it's, it's like, very it's unique really, it's not really supposed to be the focus of the song is what he's saying. Yeah. Which so which is why the music just sort of is like the instruments are all the exact same throughout the song. Yeah, and I think apart from that, the bridge is very cool. I, I think musically a lot of this album does what it does. Uh, so he can yeah, it, it's a it's in a cave album. Uh, there's some interesting lyrics. Um oh, yeah. I will also it's why there's a lot of lyrics in this album. That are a lot. So uh Staggerly is about a guy who who goes to a, a place called the Bucket of Blood. Um, you know he's been kicked out by his wife uh, he goes to the barkeeper and he's like come on you know who I am and he's like I don't really give a fuck uh, so his response is to shoot him four times in the head with the exact lyrics being those were the last words that the barkeep said because Stag put four holes in his motherfucking head uh, and he then proceeds to talk about a prostitute yeah or a yeah that's what I it, think it's heavily implied. Yeah. He never um, really says it. She struts across the bar, hitching up her skirt over a staggerly. She's starting to flirt. She saw the barkeep, said, Oh God, he can't be dead. Stag said, Just count the holes in the motherfucker's head. To which uh, she offers him sex. Yeah. And she says, 
you've got to wait until my boyfriend Billy Dilly comes. Uh, you have to be gone before Billy Dilly comes in, my boyfriend. To which Mr. Stagley says, uh, I'll stay here till Billy Dilly comes in, till time comes to pass. And furthermore, I'll fuck Billy Dilly in his motherfucking ass. And then we've got the worst lyric in the entire song. Oh, I think it's the worst lyric, maybe the worst lyric on the entire album. Oh, just one of it the worst ones me, I've ever heard. It, yeah, it makes me, it makes me, uh, I don't like it. I'm a bad motherfucker, don't you know? And I'll crawl over 50 good pussies just to get to one fat boy's asshole. I, I hate this song. I love this song. I think that it's a very, very good, disturbing telling of the story in the same way that, like, Dance with the Devil by a Mortal Technique is, like, disturbing. Uh... I, I like it. I feel like it, it does its purpose better than... And it is a perfect song, I think. It, you know, it's for a violent retelling of the story. It's perfect. And I think there's a few ways... This album, Nick Cave, has a few different ways he looks at murders. Yeah. And I think this song being uh, maybe the most gory on the entire album, kind of, he doesn't paint it... He doesn't, like, glorify it or anything. And with how vi- like how vivid these depictions are, that would be easy to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I think there are some things Nick Cave does intentionally to kind of make it not seem like he's psychotic. But I love Staggerly. I think it's a banger. The lyrics are horrible, but they're meant to be horrible. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, and it doesn't glorify it anyway. It, no, it doesn't. Like, it makes... It's like... And I think that the next they're song... They're watching a snuff film. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the next song, actually... Oh, the next song. It's Featuring PJ Harvey. All I'm saying is I could I could not be on this album. Like, Why? You get me in the booth of PJ Harvey next day. I'm on like, my hands and knees barking, mate. Just let everyone digest that for a second. No, you were supposed to just like, you were supposed to just continue speaking. <laughs> the silence didn't I really help. I wanted to <laughs> But PJ Harvey's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do one of her albums soon. Oh, yeah. Um, I well, don't know how Nick Cave like managed to get any of the lyrics out. Actually, uh, I'd be you know stuttering what? like fuck. Henry man. Lee is the song of PJ Harvey. I think we'll talk about it first. Not the only one. the music video. No, they get very close to the music video, uh, and they actually went out for four months and had this like mental, like whirlwind sexual relationship that was like mental, but it lasted like four months. Christ! But like because of the music video of this song, I'm pretty sure Nick Cave was with someone and then like. You know, anyway. Um, but so this is a twist on a, a German. No, and, and that's not what I meant to say. I've read a note from later on. This is a song on a folk song. Uh, I think it's called like folk hunting or something. Um, and it's a complete tonal shift. Oh yeah, it's this is quite like an actual song. Pretty song. Oh, it is. This is like the piano melody is really beautiful. Peter Harvey's voice is phenomenal. Uh, the the lyrics are less vulgar. And do you know what I think is pretty cool about this song? Nick Cave's the victim. Oh, yeah. So it's basically, to summarise it, this woman lures her ex-lover, Henry Lee, to come see her. She gives him a little kiss, then she shanks him up and chucks him in a river. Um, and it, it's very beautifully written. Like, the lyrics are really nice. Not nice. They're very pretty. And also the the chorus of la 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 a little bit, yeah. That's just good. It's fucking good. Uh, it's a good. You see, this is easy listening. Yeah, that's what I think. That's it's, what I'm I think it's at. one of the only songs on the album that I would listen out with ever listen to the album again. Yeah, which I probably won't. Yeah, that's fair. I don't. I think it's very much a one and done. Like, 
If you want, yeah. I like music that makes me sad, not music that makes me want to like kill someone. Not even kill someone, just to get paranoid that someone is going to kill me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Henry Lee's magnificent. It's probably one of the more, well, it's one of the two kind of poppy songs on it. Uh, it's really good. The music video's mad. The, the sh- yeah. Shout out PJ Harvey. Shout out PJ Harvey. Yeah. I like this one. Go lovely on. Creature. Yeah, Lovely Creature. Lovely Creature's a, an interesting song. Um, It's very daunting. I love the bass line. Oh, that was Whoa. the only thing really stood out to me about the song was that. Apart from the lyrics, obviously. Yeah. There was this quite like, stark kind of guitar hit. You know, there's a lot of this album can be summarised by that. But musically, it, it's good. I just like the way he tells it. Yeah, it's just like he has a. To be fair, his vocal performance in this song is really like quick, like demanding, and it flows really well. That sounds weird to talk about like flow. In, I think like, the song. way this album but, sort of like the way it relates to me, or at least the way I see it, is like it's as if like you know when you go down to like the local pub, it's just full of like geezers and that. And you always get that one dodgy one in the corner, but he's like, I had too much to drink. Yeah, just telling you all these stories about. His Do you life. know what's really weird? What? I've wrote that, like in my notes, like that exact thing. Ah, it's like he's, yeah. it's like he's telling you. Like, I actually, I think it was up stories. Like, was it O'Malley's bar? I thought that. Of. We'll get back to it. Um, but yeah, and this song's weird because this isn't. If you listen to this outside of the album, and I told you it was about like a drug trip or something, you'd believe it. Like yeah. the, this song's only. I think so. What I did some research, and this kind of some. There's people have said, oh, there's a, apparently like a, a story, call it Pretty Polly, where like this guy leads this woman out and it's all nice and he's already dug a grave and he chucks her in it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that, some people have kind of taken this song to be that because it, it is just kind of, you know, so the first few lyrics are, there she stands, this lovely creature with her hair full of ribbons and green gloves on her hands. He just explains it, and then he says, She took my hand, this lovely creature. Yes, she said, yes, she said. Yes, I'll walk with you a while. It was a joyful man he led. And then the second verse kind of goes on to explain that on this journey, uh, there was diabolical things, and the wind lashed and whipped him. And when he got home, she was no longer with him. Somewhere she lies, this lovely creature, beneath the slow drifting sands. Yeah. It so like it insinuates it killed, it killed her. Killed her. Yeah, no, it did. But you could easily believe this. I think they should investigate. Else. They should investigate in that cave. Well, at least it's all based off like stories. Aye. Yeah. And no, I think it's genius. I absolutely love. I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think that this album takes. The idea of being a concept album that so many people have kind of ruined now. Not ruined, but you get a lot of concept albums and the concept is, I'm having a breakup. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I mean, it like, can it's be good, good to have an album about something. It can be but, good in moderation, but it just depends about how you go about it. Like, well, I'm of the opinion that I feel like... like I know you're, I know that you don't, you don't view it as a real genre, but like a lot of Midwest emo albums, it's just 90% of people just like... I love it. My, my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend hates me. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I get having a theme, but I feel like to call it a concept album. Yeah. I feel like, there's no, obviously that, uh, having a concept doesn't make it objectively better or worse, right? I think Pink Floyd should be tried at the Hague for inventing like, the mainstream concept album sort of thing. But then again, you've got like, animals and shit. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah, some but the cool problem is that's like everyone calling their album a concept album just because the songs are slightly connected. 
Yeah, no, but this album is a true... Again, its concept is that it is murder ballads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, the other ones, it's like, saying a concept album, it's like... Just because the songs are all, like, sad and about similar things. Yeah. It's like, that's not a concept no. album. And I think... I feel like people, with the way the, the music kind of fan bases and shit are now, people tend to jump on something that's a concept album and praise it more than just an album. Yeah, because like, oh, they've connected all the songs. It's just, the songs are about similar things. Like, they're just writing about the same thing. You don't There's get a punk album with that. You don't get a punk album that's all about hating the government and be like, that's a concept album. Yeah, exactly. Because that's just... Like, the- imagine listening to Ang- Anti-Noel League and be like, this is a concept album because this man hates everyone. Yeah, like, it's that's like silly. Any Dead Kennedys album, it's like, oh, this is criticising the gut actions of the government. This is a concept album about hating the government. No, it's a punk album, dumbass. Yeah. yeah. But this is a this is concept. Yeah. It's got a concept. And the next song features Kylie Minogue. Yeah, what are they doing there? That's mad. Where the Wild Roses Grow. How the fuck this happened, God knows. Kylie, Kylie Minogue well, on the grottiest album ever. Yeah, but what a pretty song, Where the Wild Roses Grow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my man. Is it's a sex? How did he get her to agree to do it? I think that well, I mean, I don't know then, but obviously now Nick Cave's like royalty as far as music is concerned. Does he not have a like? Is he not? Was he not at like the Royals' wedding? Yeah, the most recent one. Yeah, did you see the blog he wrote about it? He said that he got invited and he was like, "Well, I wonder what it's like." So he went and he fucking hated it. He was like, "It was really boring." It's like, oh, you see that photo? There's like a kid who's just like, apparently this guy's famous. And it's just some random kid, like a selfie, Nick Cave just sitting behind him, just like, like, <laughs> so decrepit. decrepit. I love Nick Cave. He needs to do something with that hairline, mate. He's older than you'd think. Oh, yeah, but like, he still needs to do something with that, like, hair. Oh, I. Anyway, so uh, Where the Wild Roses Grow is by everyone's opinions a standout song. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, it spawned that letter he wrote to MTV. It's like a really well-known letter. It's called, like, My my Muse is Not a Horse. And he basically just says, like, thanks, but fuck you. It's just... Um, he won an award, he right? He just hates everyone. No, well, it won an MTV award, right? And he was like, well, why? Like, it's on an album about, like, people getting massacred and that. Like, that's not what I'm about. Like, I'm not trying to appeal. This is just a song I made. Um, but it's it's such a pretty song. It's like, this song is like the only one that has like an acoustic guitar, like being like a prominent thing in it. Um, and the, the, everything, there's like a lot of strings in this song as well. Like I said, like, you know, pretty. Uh, it just flows so kind of... Nick Cave would like, we would get would go hard on an album with Lana Del Rey. Suck your mother. I think that'd be uh, a really funny, like... We were discussing this before we recorded it about how he doesn't understand the appeal of Lana Del Rey. Not to the extent, but though. does it? But you do. But you understand the appeal of like Taylor Swift, which really escapes me. Well, I think I'm not going to discuss this on the podcast. I I don't get the infatuation with Lana Del Rey because all of the stuff I've listened to just hasn't been to my taste. Taylor Swift. But Taylor Swift on the well, other hand. no, but I get you saying this is like one of your favorite album, yeah. the one we're doing, and you can you like Taylor Swift. To an extent, yeah. I, I do like it, but I also... It, it's not, like... It's turn you your know, brain off really music. D. Yeah. But there's better turn your brain off music. Get onto some, like... Bastille. That was a terrible example. That was a really poor. <laughs> oh, I don't know what no, I, was I, think, think, I was thinking about them today. Yeah. I used to... I had a really big Bastille phase when really? I was, like, 13. Really? Do Foster the People phase when I was about 13? Yeah, that one makes sense. Foster the People are at least, like, a bit more, like... Folky sort of thing. 
not? not really, but they're more indie. Bastille, on the other hand, is like just pop. Why was I into like pop? What the yeah, fuck happened Bastille there? Bastille have some good songs. Hey, hey, oh. Anyway, hey, oh. The, the chorus of Where the Wild Roses Grow is like, fucking brilliant. They the call me the Wild Rose, blah, blah, blah. Great song. Great good song. song. Uh, the Curse of Millhaven. Is that not the fucking kid off Simpsons? <laughs> Everything's coming up, Millhouse. <laughs> um. The start of this song, for some reason, is about 10 seconds of just screaming. Yeah. And for some reason, this instrumentation's like nautical. Like, bro's got like a fucking accordion. Like, the way, the way it sounds, it's like, I don't actually know what the town of Millhaven or where it is, but it does like, even with the instruments, it does sort of suggest to you, listen to it, it is like a coastal town. Yeah, it does. Uh, also, the chorus kind of flips... The, the Henry Lee chorus. Oh yeah, it's the same with the whole like... But it's like, it's like flipped. I don't know how to explain it. It's like the la 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 bit is like the opposite. It's the like shortest bit. Yeah. So it this song portrays someone as kind of being a little bit... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Murdery. Yeah. So it's kind of like... <laughs> no, you couldn't have guessed. Basically, it is person called uh, Loretta um, 15 years you, old yeah uh, it, has it, a penchant for murder yeah it's kind of I feel like the name Loretta is kind of meant to be you know oh it's like you know I'm, I'm nice uh, and she just kind of finds or they just kind of find things to be vexed about and proceed to just kill everyone yeah uh, like literally just the whole song is the, the like cur- the curse of Millhaven is the fact that she goes about and murders people yeah uh, my favourite lyric is, even God's little creatures, they all have to die. It's just depressing. It's a very morbid song, and it's kind it of... brings a bit like a religious sort of undertone as well. No, it really like does. The person believes that they're doing this as an act of God. Yeah, no, which actually comes up again. Like, I would also like to add, there is like 13, 14 verses in this song, because oh, it it's goes very on. short. It just goes on, like, But it's a short wise. song. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, it is really just... A murder ballad. I mean, who could have guessed? Yeah. Uh, it's really good. It is really good. Uh, and I, my favourite bit is that the, the killer ends up in prison. And the last, like, lyric before the final, like, chorus is, everything's groovy. Yeah. Which really does show that this person was very murder. Yeah, men- uh, yeah, basically. I'm pure mental. I need someone like that. You know? Yeah. The next song's <laughs> a bit different. You could fix it. I could, could fix it. I, I, I could fix it. Yeah, you could fix it. I don't want to fix it. Whatever's wrong with us, like, a hundred... Why am, I, why am I saying this in the podcast? I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. It was funnier in my head before it, it worked, came out of my mouth. kind of. No, because now it just makes it like I've got a thing for serial killers. Mm. Well, should we move on to... Yeah, let's uh, move on. Quick, one quick, of the like, most disturbing songs. Yeah. The Kindness of Strangers. It just opens. With they the whole, found like, Mary Bellows cuffed to the bed with a rag in her mouth and a bullet in her head. This song is kind of, every bit kind of ends with, oh, poor Mary Bellows. And it actually sounds more ballady than a lot of the stuff here. It sounds like something off one of his more, like, piano-driven, like, ballad albums. Um, And Nick Cave's piano playing is fucking brilliant anyway. But basically, the story is, some guy comes up. It's sort of like watching, you know, uh, like, you know, like, old whodunit shows. yeah. Like, murder mysteries and it's well, like it shows you the murder at the start and then over the course of the song it shows you how it happened yeah so like essentially because you go into it like he's telling the story and it's like 
you know how it's going to end. This song's haunting, to be fair, because it, it's essentially this guy, like, you know, he's like comes helps this woman get her stuff to a room. She's like, I can't, like, I don't want you to come in. So she yeah. lays there, and then she's, like, scared that the scene's up. So she unlocks the door, and it just kind of cuts to her being murdered. Yeah. It does introduce the guy, so you know who did it, but, like, it's it's pretty. I, I love how the, the different angles that he approaches the murders from, this is very much like Dog is looking at it as, like, a, he, this happened. and he, It's almost like Bro, like, went and investigated it, and then is writing, like, a eulogy or some shit. I think that's the same with a lot of these. I think that's the one way you can look at the album, is, is if it's, like, you've got some, like, like detective who's jaded to absolute fuck now who's had to witness all these things and is writing about them. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, this song is very much like... That'd be a really cool way of looking at the album, actually. Uh, this song is very, like, he's looking at it not at all connected, unlike a lot of the other songs. Like, Where the Wild Roses Grow, he plays the killer and Kylie Minogue plays the victim. Yeah, this one comes off completely as, like, a this, police report. Yeah, this is entirely from outside of it. And it is... A brilliant song in like an awful, yet again, an awful way, like the, the like those, woman crying at the end. It's like having, it's like a horror film, but it has like a narrator. It's like that Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. You remember like Grizzly Tales? Obviously not Grizzly Tales for Gruesome but Kids. What but what a like, show. What you know a how, show. You know how he narrates the whole thing yeah. and you watch it unfold and it's like, I read all those books, man. I didn't know there was books. No, they, the they were based off books. That's cool. I remember like reading the books and then watching the show and I'm like, oh my god, that's the story that I read. Like, that, that's quite there's cool. One called uh, the but- the butcher boy, and it's like I remember that. I uh, was it. A boy should never play with toys that still belong to butcher boys. Yeah. And it turns out that the butcher's boy was like all three generations of the butchers were one person yeah it's weird fuck man I remember reading that like as a book I was like oh that's scary there's a film called Men that I spoke about on the Halloween like film episode it's kind of like that anyway um, Joe talked about Videodrome well you weren't there were you well I wasn't there I was actually hanging at my arse yeah Uh, I had walked I had walked from Paisley to Kenning Park actually that was for the interview Oh, so no, because the interview, the Halloween episode was the replacement episode. Yeah, yeah. Because we never got the pornography episode out. We will. We will. We will have to redo it. Yeah. Uh, But also, I like that this song because it kind of is highlighting how cruel murder is. The last lyrics are: "So mothers, keep your girls at home. Don't let them journey alone. Tell them this world is full of dangers and shun the company of strangers." It's almost kind of like a weird plea of being like, "Please, just." That's an way Okay. Remember, you get those old like. On the telly, you'd have those like at like, or they'd show you in school like the stranger danger. Ads. Yeah, it's like one of those except no, horrific. I think that the last song on the album kind of summarizes the point of it. But yeah, we'll get to that. Next song's Crow Jane. It's all right. I love it. It's kind of jazzy. It's I do prefer weird. the first half of the album to the, the second half. To I think I'm the other way. Like I love the like weird like walking bass line. It's about a woman who has like she like sees shit and that, and she like, should probably get help. But she doesn't realise that. Uh, and the town, you know, the mines are being shut down. She's struggling. Uh, she gets robbed. So she takes it upon herself to kill everyone. And the song actually gives us helpful little notes of the population was 46. Now it's 28. Yeah. Um, it's the bit where she's like, you can tell she's mental because she is talking to a gun. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's talking to it. Mr. Yeah. Smith and Mr. Rayson, mate. Yeah. Um... I also really like the lyric, ask the girl which road she's taking. She said the road of hate. That's pretty cool. 
it has some very good it's not an album that I would go back and listen to but some of the actual sort of like lyric writings like oh it's phenomenal man after my own heart what a guy it's he is. a bit if like Bukowski was a bit more murdery no it really I is I feel like it's very much just raw it has a lot more ability to use imagery than Charles yeah. Bukowski ever did because yeah. Charles Bukowski was like writings for hacks yeah he was an interesting guy. Anyway. We've already talked about him on the podcast before. I can, I can go on about him. We could go on about him. Um, but like William Burroughs, this this one's a bit more like William Burroughs. Mm. Like, uh, you've obviously, you've never read any William no. Burroughs, but like, stuff like Cities of Red Night and that, where he talks about just depravity. The thing is, he would write, uh, he would basically write like, two short novels, and then fold the pages in and that so it just becomes completely incomprehensible because what you're reading is two stories at once that's quite funny that are fitting together it's the cut up technique you basically cut off bits of paper and rearrange them to comprehensible sentences that's really weird kind Kurt, of Kurt Cobain was really into him yeah, yeah they actually met yeah quite a few times they were, they were close friends the, you know, the, you know, do you know what? William Burroughs died after Kurt Cobain I'm pretty sure yeah that's quite weird on the kind of writer thing, do you know that Tupac was really into Vonnegut? Oh, he's just like me, for real. Yeah, you very much like Tupac. Share with Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. yeah. Start doing book reviews, mate. We actually should Mad Sounds Book Club. No, it's like, we call it the Mad... Books. Mad Fonts podcast, mate. Right. Share with Fonts. What's your yeah, favourite font? Yeah, uh, I'm not talking about fonts. Oh! The fact that I know you have an answer... I know what mine's is. Go on. Times New Roman. Of course it is. Right, should we talk about the longest song here? The 15 minute long O'Malley's Bar. I never finished it. I love this song. I skipped it about Do you know halfway what? through. I was like, um, um, I need to at least listen to all the songs at least once in my first lesson. You've seen the effort that this cunt puts in. I um, put in lots of effort for a lot of things. Yep. I show up. Yeah, that's something I guess. You know how difficult it is to... Get out of bed sometimes, man. Anyway. If, if you're wondering what the noise was, that was him slapping my thigh. Yeah. Um, anyway. O'Malley's Bar. I don't want to go on too long about it because I think that it is a... I think itself goes on too long about it. Well, I think... That I like the length of it. I think it's absolutely fascinating. I love the lyrics. I am the man for which no god waits, but the whole world yearns. I am marked by darkness and by blood. I like that. Um, the reason that I don't think you should, I, I don't want to talk too much about it, is because this song is like, I think it's absolutely majestic. It's fucking brilliant. It's horrible. Fucking brilliant. So vivid. It's so horrible. I think, I think it's a song that you should get a good pair of headphones. And you should sit. You know, play it off your speakers. It's I don't essentially really care. just a longer version of Staggerly. It is, yeah. But I like, think that you should, this is like one of the essential songs go, goes to It goes to a pub and just kills everyone. And he gets arrested. And he gets arrested. Mm. He tries to kill himself and bottles like the it. Bit, the bit where he jumps up on the bar and announces his name, like you can like imagine it, like yeah. this guy's like full of shit, mate. Yeah. And he still kills everyone. Yeah. I love it. I think that this is one of the more essential songs on the album. I think it's very well written. But it is. Uh, it's not something I would go back and listen to like individually. It's like well, one yeah, of the ones I maybe listen to like, like 15 a, minute songs aren't like you know you're not bumping them in your playlist no, and I'm no, a man that likes no. really long songs uh, unless I had a playlist that was made specifically for like long songs yeah. you know what I mean stick like stick like Beach Life and Death in there yeah. next to like The Seer by Swans yeah The Court of the Crimson King mate. yeah uh, so that takes us to the last song on the album Ooh. where he gets like the Avengers of Nick Cave type music yeah. uh, this is a Bob Dylan cover 
Death is oh not God, the end. I didn't even realise that. Uh, a perfect cover, brilliant song, and it really wraps up the album. Uh, Shane McGowan is on it, which gives me goosebumps because Shane McGowan's like the greatest They've Irish got, like, songwriter on of all it. time. Uh, it's got, got Shane McGowan on a verse with Kylie Minogue. Yep, they've got uh, that German guy. I can't remember his name. He's from like a German band in the eighties. It's like uh, Blixer, but him. What band was he in? I recognise the name. I'm gonna Google it. You yeah. keep, keep, keep it's talking. um, it's a very reassuring kind of warm up. That's like you know, yeah, I'm talking about murder, but it's okay. You know, yeah, I'm not even gonna try and begin to pronounce the yeah. name of the band. Uh, he says as he begins. Basically, it's German for collapsing new buildings. Yeah, uh, I think. I think that this is a great way of ending the album. It wraps it up very tidily. It's like, you know, that scene from the Avengers where it's like, oh, the, the last one where all the big portals open. Yeah, but, but it's instead that, of like, like superheroes, it's music like for virgins. Shane McGowan just like pops out there. <laughs> Fag hanging out his mouth. <laughs> Fag hanging out his mouth. Pint in one hand. <laughs> Pint in both hands. Pint in both hands. But like, he's, he's not got either of them upright. They're both spilling out as he's standing there. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love the Pogs. I love Shane McGowan. I also love the Pops as other band. Uh, but that's the last song on the album. The Pogs, you should call them the Pubs. Yeah, because they're so drunk. Uh, it's also kind of a funny way of ending an album all about murder. Just like, get everyone in, mate. Yeah. So, that's that. And I'm going to just go ahead and say, I think this is an S. I'd okay. say it's well, not really an album I'm particularly... Like, it's definitely going to stick with me. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that's a good thing, though. Yeah. Uh, but it's very much... I would say, for the songwriting alone, like, the lyric writing, which is the only real big appeal for me, because mm. there's not really much... That's kind of what he's about, There's not really much though. musicianship going he on. Is, it. It's um, just like... Well, no, the, the band do play incredibly do play, well. This isn't like, their they, finest. But the, 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 every Nick Cave project, it's Nick Cave's a songwriter. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, like, an artist. I would say S. I'd say A. Okay, I'm going S. I'd say A. We'll put it in S. The more you disagree with me, the lower that I'm putting it. No, the I am, it is in S. Is it? Yeah. Have you just put I it will, in I have, yeah. I will, however... Were you ever going to corroborate that with me? I will, I will however, I have, I have a feeling. you... I have a feeling that that we this was we're going to See if you keep talking if you, no no if you keep talking I'm going to undo what I'm about, I was about to say what were you about to say I was about to say that I'm going to put Illinois in S as well yeah because it was obviously. in uh, no but we, we both put it in there. yeah but now going back I, listen, I re-listened to it again recently because well, to be fair I think when we did that episode apart from like me listening to it like last week again that was the last oh episode. shit what wait actually we're going to end this episode a little bit differently because I forgot um we're not actually doing the tier list anymore, are we? Are we? No. No, no, but it's, it's actually a ranking. Oh, it's a ranking. Christ. Uh, so, that means my my friend, I guess. Um, that, oh, you guess? I'm the only person that hangs out with you. <laughs> Shut up. We're That's going, the only reason you're co-host. We're going to... Pick... I'm going to give Murder Ballads a 10. I'm, I'm, have, I'm, last, I'm just... Yeah, um, what else has got a 10? That daughter's album. Uh, we'll give Illinois a 10. Oh, yeah. Re-listening to Illinois now, like, recently after, because I think the last time I, I listened, listened to, to his new album. The episode, I've still yet to listen to it all it the way It made me want to cry. But it was very good from what I've listened to. Can you to. please uh, take a photo of that or something? Because what we're going to do to end the episode is we're going to go through and we're going to rank 
all of the, the things because we're not doing the tier list anymore. And I think that's... Well, why have we got the flash on? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Ezra Miller just comes in. <laughs> Can you make that out? Yeah, yeah. Right, fine. Kinda. So, come on, uh, give me some. All right, so they put funeral... These are all the... I'm going to list off the S tier. Okay, so at what number am I giving funeral? Have you listened to it? I, didn't, I don't particularly like arcade fan anyway. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. Uh, T-Pab, I would give an eight. An eight? I've sort of like grown... Okay, I'm giving it... Really like it that much. I'm going to give it like... Nine would have been my inclination. Should we just split it and go 8.5? Yeah. Because, again, I think as brilliant as it is... The thing is, well, a lot of these albums, I wasn't on the episode that they're done, yeah. so this is like my way to get my opinions out on them. Yeah, that's fine. Kids well, see ghosts. Uh, I wouldn't give it as high as we gave it. I would give an eight, I know. An eight? Okay, I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, like that. Um, again, it doesn't really speak to me in the same way that like probably spoke to you, Luke. Well, I've actually, Luke. I've actually found that a lot of these albums have kind of grown off me to an extent just as a frailty change. I'd give like a 7 I don't care for Jane Remover in any way shape or form sorry Luke mm, what do I want to give it do you know I said this I've said this since I don't think I've listened to a single Jane Remover song since the episode so no, I, I'm, I'm going to give it an 8.5 no I'm not going to give it an 8 an 8 yeah we go an 8 good news for people of bad news 9.5 I'd go 10, so... Oh, I'm, 10, I'm, 10, fuck I'm, it, well, 10. I, I thought I was overstepping if I said 10. Oh, no. Oh, come on, you know how much I love my I know, songs. I know. Uh, that's, there you go. Rom-com, don't even know. Like, uh, don't worry, but I'm going to give that an 8, because I still I still like it, but I've not listened to it. Murder Ballads. We've done that. Yeah. Uh, Illinois, done we've that. We've done that. Why is Illinois in two different teams? Ignore. Uh, Demon Days, probably like... An 8. You know what, I, that's what I was actually saying. I think... I do think it, I'd actually, get, I'd give Plastic Beach higher than it now. Yeah. I don't like the vibe as much, but I think Plastic Beach is a really good album. I think at the time with Demon Days when it came out, uh, like, it was very much important. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's, you know, I, it, it's never gone away. I, I like that about it. Yeah. Flower Boy, oof. Seven? Yeah, I've, I've sort of grown, like, since we did that episode, I think it's, I think the phrase is growing up a bit. I've kind of, I have to admit, Tyler is. I don't Especially know. like Flower Boy era Tyler, like that's just something like when I've, you're like you when you're like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, like it's it's like no, I still I still think it's a good album. I just think if I think I'm it's going not as good to, as everyone seems to think, no, even I I'm, thought it was. If at that I'm going point. to listen to a Tyler song, it's it's not going to be that. I I still love like. Goblin stuff, but again, even now, like less than I used to. Uh, I, I still have a soft spot for like nine one one. Yeah, no, this it's a good album. But I just think that in the grand scheme of things, with how I'm feeling right now, it's not really. It's not what it was. No, no, Tyler in general, I've sort of grown out of. I don't. Yeah, but you're not really a I just find guy. I'm not. I'm not a big rap guy. Yeah. I'm very much. I'll listen to anything though. Yeah. And not just like those people who listen to everything except country and rap. Yeah. Which like is a weird. That's a weird that's combination. A weird, yeah, but it? then but then when they say they like everything except country and rap, what they mean is they listen to anime openings and yeah. video game soundtracks. Basically, yeah. Uh, moving on. We're uh, the ops of podcasting. We're the ops of everyone. We yeah. should start our own lobotomy podcast. I've seen more. So the skibbity toilets are the, the good guys. No, you see the skibbity toilets, they declare war on everyone. This is incomprehensible bollocks. Have you lost the screenshot? No, I've just I've closed it. And the thing is, it's just open the Don't get lippy with me. 
Don't try. He, he looks like he was about to bite my finger there. Charlie bit my finger. Uh, next, we have Crystal Castles by Crystal Castles. Oh, I'm giving that a nine. Uh, have you ever listened to it? Yeah, but not for a very long time. Yeah. And from what I remember, I didn't particularly like it that much. That's very much my type of thing. Yeah. I have huge admiration for Crystal I think Castles. I was going to say, probably just give it an eight because I was just going to say seven. Aye, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I think, I think that's fair. Astro World, like a five. I, I really I, don't, I care don't really Travis Scott remember what I gave it. I, I think it's a seven. Uh, so we'll go six, I guess. Yeah, I don't care I'd give for it a Travis seven. Scott in any way, shape, See, or I, form. See, I do, but it's it switch your brain off music. I but I can't just switch my brain off. Yeah, that's I've got, got the tism, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yep. Okay. Uh, Next. Animals. Oh, I do like animals. I'd give it an eight. Yeah, I'd give it. An There's eight. a lot of eight here. Yeah. No, I'd give it an eight. I'd I think an animals eight. is a good. But then once we've got like, we've just like right. now. Now we can kind of branch out. Yeah, yeah. Animals is not my favorite Pink Floyd record, mm. but you, we've come to not not actual blows, but we. This is a point of contention for us about how good Pink Floyd are. I like Pink Floyd. Yeah, but you, just certain Pink Floyd. Yeah, I, I just like most Pink Floyd albums. Yeah. I don't like a Division Bell. Yeah, but... Nobody likes a Division Bell. I don't think it's their best. What, the Division Bell? No, I don't think Animals is their best. I think... I think it would be my favourite, but it's like a concept Wish thing. You Were Here somehow makes me want to curl up in a ball. Yeah, Wish You Were Here is really good. I think I think that might be their best, yeah. alongside... I know you don't like it, but Dark Side of the Moon. It's... Dark Side of the Moon has a special place... In my heart, because of first year uni, mm. I remember you me know, and Phil going out and like walking about like God knows what time in the morning, like a headphone in each, listening to like. I get. I, I think there's it's, something different. See when Great my, Gig in the Sky comes out, you can just watching the sunrise. My problem with it, from a hell I think, is more of, of a not. I mean, I really don't like it that much. I would never choose to listen to it. I do think there's definitely an element of just not understanding people's infatuations. Though. I I understand it. That's because you're next. Uh, Silent Alarm, which for some reason is bo- is in the tier below Astro World. Add eight at a push. Eight, eight at a push. I wouldn't give it any higher than eight. I would give it. I would give it higher than eight well, personally, but I you, have a really soft spot. For what the would album. you give it? I would. I will give it an eight. Okay, we'll give it an eight. But it's not at a push. That's fine. It deserves an eight. It's an album that again I've grown out of it. I did the opposite. I I, it's really grown on me since. That's weird. See, I think that. A lot of these albums, to be fair, I think we've got the problem of the albums that I used to really, really bump, and that makes you like. My it mother less has just less. asked me what laptop I have. Okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, I think Sand Alarm's good, but is how many songs am I going to go back and? Uh, I think all the songs on the album, bar God, I can't even name the ones I wouldn't listen to. Like I genuinely had like a lot. I struggle to name the songs I would listen to next. A uh, whole lot of red. I I genuinely have no love for Playboy Carti. Sort of. I liked Dialogue. You know, what? I like Playboy Carti, but what I'm, I'm gonna say is that I don't know why we gave that a B. Yeah, why That's is that like a, a six? Uh, it's a six out of push. I'm giving it a six. Five. Five. Five point five. Then. It's not even Carti's best. I think that I like I the sounds and stuff a lot, but my problem is. There is only about three songs in it. I'll spin it, I've got to admit. There's been times when you think I've been, you know, been fucking shifting weights and whatever. And Carties came on in my playlist. And I've been like, ah, it just isn't it. Yeah. 1000 Gex. 
Oh, that's easy, yeah, at least. Yeah. Why at is least. that? Why is that in B tier? What are you giving it? No, but why is it in B tier? No, why is it I below? Don't, I don't remember. Why is it below like? Hold on, Red. I don't remember. What would you give it? Yeah, same. I, I really okay. like the album. It's Josh, a nice, easy. Eight point li- five. Eight point five. Yeah. It's a nice, easy album to listen to, but it's, I know it's they're not like accessible. They are accessible. Yeah, but everyone's like, "Oh, they sound weird," but like that's the charm. It's of good. It. It's really good. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's and it's a short album. It's one you can like stick on Just on your like, walk to work, and you can like you finish know, it. Finish. Time, yeah, it's yeah. twenty-eight minutes long. It, what a great album! That Hand is. crushed by Mallet. I, was I wasn't really on like that episode, felt, was, was it? Was it 100 Decibel Cloud? 800 Decibel Cloud? I really like that song. No, you weren't. It was me. Like, their new stuff's really good as well. The new album's I did like their cool. new album. Yeah, and then the what's the one? What's the one that they came up with? Uh, the single? Yeah, this, was it was Me, Me, Me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That one's really good. Yeah. Do you remember Doritos, Cheetos and Fritos? I wasn't really a big fan of no, that. No, but one. I really liked how they just did an MF Doom meme, lol. Yeah. Okay. Next. Uh, Team Dream. I don't even know what that's by. Uh, Beach House. Oh, I'm gonna go I, seven. I don't really care for Beach House. I, I do. I just looking back on it, see when you really it's in, Teen Dream the the, the 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 white one. Yeah. yeah. When I'm I've in, only listened to what's the, the, yeah. the red one. When I'm in album like review mode, right? I get to a point where I can pick apart every song. Like I know each song, but Teen Dream is one of the ones that, as much as I still like it, I've not gone back to it. And a lot of the songs bend in, and I feel like I'll have a phase of that album in a few months. I will, but. Until then, seven. Uh, last night in the better suite. Palantini. Uh, that was actually a review, and I think six was what I thought of the, the the time. I think I think you you do this one. I'm not but I'm not like into into Palantini. I like him. Yeah, but I've no, never, it's, it's I've a, never d- taken the time to sort of sit there and be like, you know, I'm going to listen to a full album of his. Okay, well, uh, uh, Sunny Side was brilliant, but um, last night in the better suite is a good album. It's just at the time I felt that. It's catchy songs. You rant about it. I'm gonna go to the toilet. What would you want to wait a second? Like I'm not gonna rant mate. for that long. Do you like an ad break? Right, fine, fuck you off. don't understand. This is such a professional podcast. Like, this is this is a piss that could like. Make I don't care. Lost City of Atlanta sort of Good thing. Good for you. Uh, so last night in the bit of sweet. It's not this. Like it's a decent album. It's just I think when I pers- I think at the time especially I've not really listened to it since but it actually needed some more depth and in the sense of like variety subject matter and whatever was fine it's just I think I wanted a little bit more diversity if that makes sense I wanted just kind of I don't know yeah it was a weird album and before we get on to it I'm pretty sure the last album that you've got to do is um, I might be wrong I think it's Coco Moon by Owl City Um Oh, actually, no, so you've got, we've got a few more, actually. So I'll, I'll take the time now to quickly say, uh, if you have listened this far, you should all go onto SoundCloud and search for Vaguely Nostalgic on Instagram and stuff too. Just released a new song called 2222. Um, it's an acoustic song. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I haven't wrote a guitar song for so fucking long, but it happened and it's out and it's pretty cool. You know, we did it pretty quick. I'm proud of it. It's very good. You should definitely go and listen to that. We've got some hip hop songs in there and like one electronic song where I like sound designed a lot of the instruments as well. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty good. And now it's finally returned. So we can do the last three yeah. albums. Yeah, uh, I think there's only three. Uh, the next one I'm pretty sure is Cracker Island. Okay. So Cracker Island, what are you saying? Uh, the Gorillas haven't released a good album since they went on like a massive hiatus for years. And I dare say that. Sorry, I've my not, toilet's going mental. I've not enjoyed a single Gorillas album since like the sort of Plastic Beach sort of end of that era. 
I can't lie, I still quite like humans. Um, I didn't like it. Yeah, you wouldn't. I felt like I sort of forced myself to like it because it was like the first bit of gorillas like that that we'd got in about ten years. No, I quite liked it. Um, I think Crack Round actually has some really good songs. It just has a lot of shit. Yeah, I feel like it, the pros don't outweigh the cons. The singles they released were like Song Machine. Like I like Crack Round and Modern Song Machine. I really like that one. I like Momentary Bliss. Yeah. Like that's sort of soft play. Yeah, and that other guy that we don't really want to speak about at Slaughter. the moment. Yeah, man, that man's made the end of year list for or the end of year like award show for this podcast so hard. Yeah, because there's like one album that's been re- if I'm if I was gonna pick an album that I've liked more than all the other ones this year. Anyway, it's just too bad. There's a better sweet. Yeah, sort of like uh, what are you though. giving Cracker Island? I'd give it a six. It's six. better. It's yeah, better than the now. Fine. Now, it's still nowhere near any of the stuff they released before the high. I think six was kind of what we were thinking at the time. So we've got. Uh, Transformer by Lou Reed. I feel like we were quite harsh at the time. We were, but that's because we were very... I I think... Like, that is in the E tier, by the way. Yeah, no, I know. For him, to be fair, I think it was a weird episode because, if we're being honest, we both kind of slacked a bit and I didn't listen to it. I did, Because it felt quite short notice. I, and I think that wasn't even the point of the episode. To it be was the point was to have him on. Aye. That was it. Uh, I would give it like an eight. Seven, I'd eight. give it about seven point five. So okay, we'll go eight. We'll go. In fact, no, we'll I go seven point five. I still think Transformers is good as something like the Velvet Underground's like white light, white heat. Yeah, yeah I like the Velvet Underground. Uh, and that brings Sunday us morning, to, to our final album. What the fuck is Coco Moon? I'll see, and I'm giving it three. I will agree with you though. Yeah, it's it, the worst album we've released. Uh, we've reviewed apparently. Yeah, it's absolute shite. I swear we've reviewed more albums than that. Nope. I've done this. Do you know this is like the sixty seventh episode. Oh wait, what are we gonna do for the uh, the hundredth episode? I have a few plans. Your TV's going fucking. I know. Uh, actually, before we end the episode, in fact, I'll tell you after. I'm gonna end the episode. So uh, what you should all do is I mentioned it earlier. Go to vaguely nostalgic on SoundCloud. Run that up. Listen Very good. to our other episodes. Thank you. Go listen to our other episodes. Uh, Brightest Guild America on Instagram, uh, band account. Go follow that. We've got we've got stuff brewing. We have. Go listen to everything. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, thank you very much. Let uh, me know what you think of Murder Ballads. If you don't like it, that's okay. It's not really for any everyone. No, it's. And right. also, we didn't release the album, so I don't. We don't particularly care whether you like it or not. No, but tell us anyway. I want discussion. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Uh, go follow everything. I link down below. And goodbye. Bye bye.